0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. This week, join us for a spoiler free look at the long awaited Stray, where you play as a cat in a vivid cyberpunk world. We'll also have some thoughts on Destiny's newest Callus themed season and discuss some of Fall Guy's toughest elements as we continue stumbling through the Blunderdome. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. happened this past weekend and marvel i i can't help but feel like marvel pulled like a classic e3 conference move because i was thinking about how they announced like everything for the next three and a half years with like concrete dates that we all know aren't all gonna be like oh this isn't gonna come out on this date or everything but like ah we we were talking about all these movies coming out, and I cannot help but like like literally an hour after the thing, I was like, they kind of announced too much, and now I'm kind of overwhelmed.
1: I've personally have never it's been the biggest Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, and that's not to say I'm not a Marvel fan, but I'm not a big Marvel fan. There's I I don't like a series like. I don't like DC Comics because all, I'm going to like all DC Comics. I'm more of a, if the comic series is good, I'll read it, regardless of where it comes from. So just because for me it's Marvel, it doesn't mean anything. So I was never really, you know, overwhelmed with Marvel. Like, I can see it for someone who sees everything that it's so overwhelming, especially the quality maybe of the movies not being as good as they can remember or it used to being since, most people say, Endgame finished, and for me it's like oh i'm most likely gonna see like blade and then like a couple other ones and that's about it like i still have not seen a bunch of other marvel films and it's just like i don't have urgent to go watch them but i can see a lot of people sort of not being you know hype for this phase was it phase five because they're just finishing phase four with a. Uh, black Panther that comes out what november that's coming out really yeah, soon. yeah it's like not that far but i'm more interested in phase six because that has more things i'm more interested in like fantastic oh. four and then like the new avengers movie and stuff like that but that's not coming out for a while so i'm like yeah i can see why people are upset but i was never always overwhelmed by it so i'll see whatever i'm into and then that's probably it
0: i feel like they're in this you know, not to call it a phase, but I feel like they're in this phase of trying to make certain, like, maybe C or D list heroes or teams popular, kind of like Iron Man did as the original MCU movie, where it's like, Iron Man, nobody really, he's not really popular or anything, but then the movie comes out and all of a sudden he's like the most popular superhero of all time, so I I feel like they're kind of trying to do that again, but like, just the idea of watching all the tweets pour in of, this got announced for this, and this is coming out, and these six things are coming out in 2024. I, I just, <laughs> the only comparison I could do was like Sony's E3, where they had like Shenmue, Last Guardian, and, and Final Fantasy VII Remake, where they just announced these things like five years before they actually came out. And I'm mm. just like, I, I, I can no longer keep all the Marvel movies like in in the in in my brain at the same time because you'll you just make yourself miserable trying to be like oh this is gonna now like I saw Thor recently I thought it was really good but like we we all know the story of Thor and now they're introducing all these new concepts new characters multiverse things it's just like you know what I'm just gonna take the back seat and just watch the movies as they come out and not get into the news cycle because it's starting to feel a lot like Games news cycles No,
1: it's it's like it's just how, how do I put it? It's just like there's no reason to announce something before it comes out years from now. We're talking years before these projects come out. So now it's just like yeah, I
0: felt like the Avengers: Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars was a bit of a premature announcement because it it's like it's just three and a half years away. It,
1: it <laughs> a lot can happen in that time where it just it won't work out or they just can't find. And everything's nobody. got a date as yeah. always with Marvel. We know that these dates mean nothing, and that that
0: avengers movie is probably longer than three and a half years out probably it, it's
1: it's too the how the phrase they're kind of the chickens before they hatch. They're, 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 they're just bringing out all these projects with no actual confirmation or even begin filming. Like, they have to write a script and they get actors and actresses to to play these characters and get people yeah, to Yeah, Blade back. hasn't started yeah.
0: filming yet either, right? No, that's what I'm Not saying. Not like, until the end of the year they, next spring or something. They're kind like, of the I chickens before it hatches because
1: someone... Any, anything can happen even in six months. So it's just like they're they're doing too much. I think Marvel when it first started they just did films and then they connected everything but now they're just like oh we can plan ahead of time where let's say they they announced like a let's say out of nowhere they announced like a a hulk movie that would actually be cool but point, let's say no one hulk wants to play the hulk. <laughs> hulk let's say no one like like everyone's just like, yeah, no one wants to play the hulk and they'll now they have no one playing the hulk so it's like well now we have now we announced this movie that no one wants to play like you know what i mean it's like or they brought back Hawkeye, and they say he has a movie, but then the, he's like, I don't want to play Hawkeye again. He's like, I just want to do the show, and that's it. And like, and now I'm done. So it's just like, well, what are we going to do now? I don't know. They, they're, they're just doing too much. They're counting way ahead before they can get anything confirmation.
0: Confirmation or not, it, it's way too much. And I thought it was a little excessive. I don't think DC announced anything at their Comic-Con panel.
1: I think all they announced <laughs> just was just like, Shazam and Black Adam, which already were filmed and they're being They released. were announced yeah. and already had like preview footage yeah, of trailers or whatever. Yeah, they're filmed. Um but
0: that that's that. I saw Nope, uh, and was happy to not be watching something connected to anything else for a change. But Marvel to me, for a few years now, has been like comfort food. Like like a macaroni and cheese. It's just like you don't want it all the time, but when you eat it it's real good and then you forget about it until the next bowl of macaroni and cheese but comes in it's, a it's, week or two.
1: <laughs> what I've heard is that not to linger on the subject too much, but it's just like we got three Marvel films in a span of a year. We got Spider Man, then we got Strange, then we got Thor, and then we're gonna get Black Panther in November. So it's very, we got one. Not to mention all the shows, season. yeah, and all the shows like Moon Knight and like even like it was Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, She Hulk. M- yeah, Loki
0: was last year, I think. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's still like
1: it's a lot to, within one year. It's
0: a lot to consume want to get the whole E3 comparison out there because I couldn't help but feel like oh we did have E3 this year it was the Marvel conference where they just announced (laughs) everything for years to come Um, but we are here to talk about some video games today a very good video game indeed here on Markers on the Map the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we got stray this week as always my name is Daniel and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert to whom I will ask how you been same old same old have you been this week I've been tired I've been in a I've been in a way <laughs> a small topic I wanted to touch on today was replaying games I've been in, I have not bought any new games in a while. Because it's kind of like that summer lull, Mm -hmm. and I'm like not really wanting to play the Mario Strikers right now, and not wanting to get into Xenoblade Three because I don't have time for a long game like that right now. So I've been trying to like replay some things, and I've found, especially with something like Elden Ring, it's very hard for me to like get into the mindset of playing something again. Now we know that there's games I've replayed um, countless times, like like the Donkey Kong Country games. I've played all of those at least 10 times. Um, Or like Persona 5, as long as it is. I could replay that and I probably will in October. But I've just been in this perpetual state of like... Because of the way games are made nowadays, and this is taking Elden Ring out of the category, but games have this idea where, like, everything has to be dragged out, turned into an Assassin's Creed Valhalla-esque opportunity, in quotes, where every little piece of gold you can find on the map is some kind of challenge. So when you replay a game, you're not getting a brisk, abbreviated um, playthrough. You're having to deal with all the clutter that comes along
1: with it again. Yeah, it's... <sighs> um... I don't know. It's it's just time of games. Just now, it's just you get trying to make the most. Out. I don't know. It. I get you on that. Where I believe I've there's like how do I say I've recently just beaten Donkey Kong Country not long ago, and I'm still playing two right now. I'll probably beat it within like this month. Like I'll probably finish it. But I don't know. Old stuff, new stuff. It's very difficult to kind of explain why going back to older titles like like donkey kong that we know is not a comfort feeling it's more or less just like i don't it's it's just simple it's just it's easy to understand and we's like we've done this but it's never getting old for us it's like it doesn't pick
0: up and play factor is very
1: important i think in a game when you're in like a
0: lull or you're like bored with these giant open world games but even those smaller games are starting to have all these like stat boosting mechanics and ability trees that get to be so complex that you just start zoning out i've been noticing that with a lot of the smaller games i've played they are adding these rpg like light systems to it Mm -hmm. and i think that's like kind of easing into the transition of stray here i feel like that's what makes stray so good is that it tended not to do any of that stuff in it it didn't have like oh upgrade your scratch or something it didn't have any or upgrade the light or whatever this
1: and then you get a bigger light source or your cat runs two times faster your health is now like three times more so i get what you mean by that now now exactly stray if we're going to talk about stray obviously we both just played stray uh it was free for the premium and we both subscribed so we basically got it uh, on top of our subscription which was the whole i think that was my purpose of getting it because i was like oh Stray's going on there i'll get it because i wanted to play straight but stray is probably modern times just pick up and play uh no, no need for for upgrades and just like RP, all this stuff like role play where you have to upgrade your character unlock things and stuff like that there are secrets but they're not tied to the story you don't have to get everything in order yeah, to complete yeah it's nothing
0: mandatory like the actual secret stuff is like yeah it's some of it's well hidden but it's not going to like hinder your progress or mm. slow down your progression i guess getting into it uh this is published by annapurna so we know them as those publishers who usually do the games that many would consider to be like walking simulator puzzles or the kind of like those games that have some kind of emotional story attached to them And the gist of Stray, to explain it to someone who's either not heard of it or doesn't understand what type of game it is, I would say that it is a classic point and click adventure under the disguise of a third person platformer with some very light combat mechanics yeah
1: i never really thought of it like that but once you pointed out like yeah it is kind of just a point and click game it's like your classic like monkey island game where
0: yeah stuff like that
1: except it's third person you're playing
0: as a cat there's a little bit of platforming It's very light combat and stealth also very light but if you if you you could technically turn straight into one of those side-scrolling adventure games or like pixel hunt games like blade runner yeah stuff like that stuff like that
1: uh obviously we're gonna try not to spoil story uh people deserve to play something before you know they get spoiled from it some people don't care but yeah it's
0: a new thing and it's only like five hours i yeah.
1: definitely encourage i think
0: whoever doesn't have it to
1: check it out i think people tend to want to spoil it right away because they just want people to to just listen to their perspective of it but this kind of ruins the entire game because stray is a game it's, not long and that's not saying in a mean way not saying in a bad way it's not a long game so you can finish it within a day my total runtime was three hours so that was me even not doing every like uh, looking for all the like the, the, the secrets so it's like you can finish this game fairly quick even a trophy is like beating it under two hours but I guess we can just I guess we can just talk about how the game starts and just where it goes and just leave it from there because it does start yeah. off simple, where it's just, it's a, it's a, what, what's, what's a, what's a, a pack of cats called? What's a scientific term for a group of cats? Like
0: <laughs> a scientific term for a pack of cats? Yeah,
1: like what? what a what, litter? A litter of cats? Right? It's just like a group, a squad yeah.
0: of cats. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I know there's, because I know you call like. Uh, I forget what you call there. There's like there's always a term when you call a group of animals. Yeah, there's always a there's always a. a, a word I guess it's a litter. For, we for could a just say there's a, there's a litter of cats, and you get a, you get an sure. orange one. There's a there's a white one. There's a black one, and then there, is the other one orange with uh, white or was I think other it's color? like a multicolored one. Yeah, it's like a multicolored one. It's a what's it called? This is a certain type of cat. I can't forget remember. Calico. I think it's a calico cat basically. Maybe. So it's a calico. cat. I don't cat. know my cat names. <laughs> uh and so you take control of this orange cat uh we, they don't name it the cat does not have a name so no you can cats name never it. name you name name it whatever
0: you want but they're not going to give you the chance to name it
1: yeah it's it's just sort of like you can just name whatever the character you can just name it whatever but uh it, I, it's, I personally just called him stray stray yeah <laughs> you just call it stray but moral is you kind of open up it's raining and there's these litter of cats they're just kind of you know they're just kind of chilling. They're kind of just doing what cats do. They just chill. Cats can take care of themselves, so it seems to be that nature has taken over a lot of this. What looks like an industrial area. So it seems like humans are no longer active outside, and that's just kind of the beginning. But then you kind of go walk around as a cat. You just kind of jump around, do do cat things, just be a cat. And later, do you know you know? Then we know that at some point when you're walking there's this unstable like pipeline and your character stray we call it stray stray is the last one to jump on the pipeline everyone else did and it gives in and then stray falls into a hole which goes to uh like an underground area and that's where we kind of leave the story because that's kind of the premise of the story yeah. now you, now let's just say the story is you're a cat somewhere else and you need to get back to you back to your litter so that's kind of the premise of stray uh obviously no spoilers, but I really want to start off at how I don't think there's any other game you get to play as a cat this well because I, I was like this is just cat, this is a cat game. Like I feel like I am a genuine cat walking around an entire oh, like world totally. They absolutely did super well with the animations.
0: Um, you can scratch little carpets and doors and you can take little naps while songs play mm-hmm. and stuff like that there's actually a trophy for taking a nap for an hour there is. if you want to just leave the dual sense purring sounds and rumble on for an hour um, you can do that and you'll get a trophy for it um, but we, we know from trailers and stuff that um we won't get into any more plot details but we know from trailers and stuff that this is a cyberpunk-esque game and i i I couldn't help but think of actual cyberpunk 2077 when i was playing this and saying how much more of a cooler cyberpunk like theme or like story theme or playthrough theme this had going for it than that um Mm -hmm.
1: it,
0: it took on more of the more of a natural thing while simultaneously feeling like something straight out of like near automata like that's yeah. the biggest comparison in like tone of the world that
1: i can, I can see that especially
0: especially before stray falls in the beginning it yeah. felt very near to me
1: it, yeah I, I i can agree with that it does feel very near and also cyberpunk in some parts like i said we won't get into spoilers but i mean the little details of the cat being able to scratch on walls and then a dedicated meowing button so you can make oh your cat yes talk. the
0: dedicated meow button
1: <laughs> so for obviously we play PlayStation it's circle and so obviously I was pressing circle like 20 like a hundred times and there's oh, a trophy here the trophy popped for me real <laughs> yeah chat yeah it dropped real early for me because it's like very chatty this one it's obviously make your cat meow a hundred times but the puzzles in this game are very head scratching but not frustrating. They're they're not like wow. I think only once where I was genuinely like I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I had to just Google. It's it like I don't know what to do. Look, I understood what to do, but I just couldn't find it. I'm like I, I don't get it. Like where am I supposed to find this? And it's it's in a part where it's a very big portion of the map. So it's just like yeah. I'm there's not a couple of
0: those. There's two and like a half areas that become a little more open to you where you can do optional things. Like for example, a character later on would want you to find three colored flowers that you would have to really explore the area um, around to get. And you'd have Mm -hmm. to go into areas that the main narrative wouldn't get you into. Some of the optional stuff is like that. Whereas the main objective stuff is mostly like, I need this. And this person can do this but this person needs this. So something you picked up, you'd give to that person, and then that person would give you the tool to finish whatever problem the other person is having, kind of in a almost Link's Awakening Deluxe kind of... um, uh, what What's that thing where the guy buys something cheap and then someone needs it, and then someone needs it, and then someone else needs it, and then he ends up being rich, and it's, it kind of feels like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the point-and-click adventure game style.
1: Yeah, and... But there is a part where you were frustrated that it takes you back. And I won't say, because obviously that it probably oh. is a spoiler. And well, I know we can say that point.
0: there's some stealth stuff in this, because we already mentioned
1: it. Okay, then yeah. Then the, the, I guess the, the one point out, I, I guess you say that the stealth parts, and then if fail, you have to start from the beginning, which I think I only like did once, and it wasn't too bad. I didn't have to restart way, way in the beginning. Um... I'm trying to think of other things, obviously, besides to not spoil the story or, or m- much at all. Uh, I think the scenery is pretty beautiful too, especially the like the the uh, the first area where you're just kind of you're kind of looking, just you know, you're kind of scrolling. I obviously won't say what you get into, but you're just scrolling down, you kind of see just the the like the city, and yeah. it's, it's just I kind of like the scenery and the way the game just weirdly looks beautiful in a weird twisted way where it's just like well it's
0: really cool because it doesn't seem like there's too many reused like graphics at all or Mm -hmm. assets or whatever it just seems like everything is fresh when you when you see it it doesn't look like oh i copied and pasted this here or whatever everything just looks like it's completely different And all the areas have their own unique identity to them, which really helps with making the world feel bigger, even though the game is short and the world is not as big as you might be led to believe. Mm -hmm. It feels very grand in scale, um especially during scenes later on when you're like oh wow how could this have possibly been here
1: yeah it's it's really like i said we're trying so hard not to say a lot yeah we're not gonna is very there's a
0: crucial plot point we haven't even said yeah there's a lot where we don't want (laughs) to say because
1: it's just people really do do, i i would say if you're a playstation subscriber just upgrade to extra even just premium because Stray is already what a thirty dollar game, pre like
0: it's just something somewhere. Yeah, around, so man. it's
1: just like might as well just spend the extra thirty on the upgrade, and so you get everything else. That's always my go to advice with that subscription. It's like you're already going to pay thirty bucks or forty bucks for a new game, and if it comes to that subscription service, you'll get that game plus all the rest of the other stuff. So going back to
0: my one major gripe, it was the stealth sections. Mm-hmm. It does create this dissonance from the rest of the gameplay, um, to where. There are a few very lengthy stealth sections where your mistake uh, or failure at doing that stealth section will reset the entire thing, which I can see being as a progress blocker for some in a game that's just generally breezy most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you lose at the very end of a stealth section, which I have. Uh, there's one in particular... I think it was the first major stealth section that I lost like three times in, and I was starting to get a little frustrated by that. Um, Otherwise, there is as we said some light combat and the way that they do it is very interesting and i liked how they did it um and then there are a few kind of scripted uh running sequences mm-hmm. um set pieces where you will have to you know do a little bit of light environmental puzzle platforming or you know luring things away stuff like that um anything you'd probably expect from a cat game it is here including, like, the door-scratching
1: thing will actually open some doors, too. You know what's you know what's funny about this game? I know some people have a problem with it for it being a short game, but my thing is, is I can see a sequel out of this game. I could. I could genuinely see a sequel out of this game where, like I said, I don't want to spoil it, but I, I, I can see a sequel. That's all I could say about, about Stray. Yeah. And it's it's funny because, like I said, I've never played any other game where controlling an animal is is it just feels this good. Where it's like there's no other game I could describe it as. It's just it's unique and it's the first for in my experience that it has done it very well. Where no one else yeah, has executed responsive. that feeling. Yeah, no one's no one has ever executed it that well for me. Um, I do think that its length is
0: one of the better. things like, it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, because... It doesn't
0: outstay its welcome and everything is meaningful. And it, graphically, it's one of the more, like, impressive PS5... Uh, well, it's on PS4 and PC too, but it's one of the more impressive things I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think everything is owed to that just... It's a brief little game. Like you said, one day was all it took for me to complete it. And I didn't look at my playtime as probably a little longer than yours because I did quite a bit more of the side content, mm-hmm. but not all of it. But it's just like... It goes by so quick because it's such yeah. a joy. The world is such a joy. And it's not, it's not like, y- you don't feel like it's hostile towards you.
1: Yes. it. it, 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 it my example for, for people who may have a problem with it for the length of the game is like my favorite games of all time, like Donkey Kong 1, Prince of Persia, even like the Haunted Mansion for the PS2. I can beat those games in a day, less than three hours, especially Prince of Persia. I consider Prince of Persia my favorite game of all time. It's like up there. It's like one of them. And I can beat it in an hour and a half. But that doesn't you know, it doesn't make it seem like oh it's short so now it's a bad game. i rather have a, a consistent hour and a half of fun instead of a lot of modern games where they just like to fill in like just nonsense it's just like there's no point of this being here why have all this nonsense and all just is like just filler stuff and just not get to the best part of the game then that's what Stray is, where it's, there is no nonsense. There is no filler. You can run through that game, and if you want to replay it again, you can. Let's say, oh, I didn't go for all the secrets, so now I can just play the game looking for all the secrets and little details. There's a
0: chapter select,
1: too, for that. Yeah. And like so if you just need a too. certain
0: secret and a certain part, or you want yeah. a certain
1: bit of dialogue, then there you go. You, you can go for it. So it, it's one of those things where I just... I, I can not see the 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 negative of oh it's a short game. I just don't see it in that no. way. It's just like just because something's considered quote unquote short, if it's consistently fun and there's no filler, there's no just like why is this here imagine if Stray was only five minutes of fun and the rest of it was like just filler like yeah then this is a terrible game. There's only like five minutes of genuine fun. Like if Stray was just Let's just say this is Stray. Stray, you like the first five minutes you're playing and it seems fun. And then for the rest of the game, you're just sitting down looking at a screen and it basically plays like a movie. So it's just like, well, that wasn't fun at all. I just did five minutes of actual playing and then the rest of it was just nonsense. So, yeah, that's. No, it does
0: a good job of keeping you engaged, having you move the camera around and taking those cat jumps where like the cat will take like a cat will take a jump if it knows it can make it so you have to kind of look around while you're playing for these jumps that you can make you can't Mm. jump down further than the cat would let itself jump down it really makes you feel like cat
1: yeah it i was what's the last cat game bubsy was the last like cat game i can think oh, of. oh yeah
0: bubsy the woolly strike back yeah
1: that's like the last game i can think where a cat was the main character i don't, I don't actually that
0: game's really. shorter than stray
1: and I, oh, I that's true we beat that one that in like 30 minutes i think
0: it's t- like yeah <laughs> like well an hour and a half maybe not long game Mm-mm. um i was thinking back to a game we talked about a few weeks ago shadow warrior 3 another five hour thing that is just non-stop, oh, that was fun. Just non-stop um, fun i love that game stray is like shadow warrior 3 except instead of like blade guns blazing combat it's just cozy fun for, for five hours. Mm-hmm. Intriguing fun. You're invested in the world and the environmental storytelling and the spoken storytelling and all of that. You just want to know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's the best way I can explain I think that's the most we could probably get out of before a spoiler-esque Yeah.
0: We'll do spoilers in yeah. the future,
1: promise. People play it more. People should play it more before we talk about spoilers, because I think... Yeah, but this just came out, like, last week, so
0: we're we'll, not going to spoil it here on the
1: show. Most things should have a, 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 a at least... Something this short should have, like, a two-week, a week grace period where no one spoils it, and then we talk about it later. And then, obviously, bigger things. They have a longer time, but this one will give it about a week or two.
0: Yeah, kind of like we waited a long time to do Sonic 2 movie special, yet we have that scheduled for episode 99. Yeah. <laughs> Around the time the disc comes out, I think it's coming out in like okay, a week that or works. Something. So that's stray for now. We both beat it. I think we both enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. we're not going to spoil it. Uh, now we got to talk about something that I have been itching to talk about for a while now. Something that uh, was not five hours. Something that ended up taking about sixty hours, and that is the newest season of Destiny Two because they brought me back in with Emperor Calus. The oh season of the oh boy, haunted. oh boy. If you know me, you know that Emperor Calus is my favorite character in destiny 2 with my favorite lore around it and for some reason like the times that i choose to get back into destiny 2 just out of curiosity are always like the perfect times like witch queen feels like a sequel to destiny 2 um whereas the other dlcs kind of felt like in between stories and now this season of the haunted that's i think at this point getting ready to wrap up in a couple weeks um is kind of like the follow-up to leviathan raid which was the Mm -hmm. only full-on raid that i ever did in destiny 2 back when i had a, a full clan i have to say that the lore is very awesome and intriguing for this um but what i will talk about for the most part is how uh this is the first time i've ever engaged with the seasonal content in destiny so I bought the... It's like a t- the $10 season pass for the premium track of items. Because, you know, in these games, these live services, you have your free items, which isn't really much of anything. <laughs> and then you have the premium ones. Um. So I engaged with that loop for the first time. Uh, the main seasonal content that was, like, free to everyone was this nightmare containment thing. So you're in the Leviathan proper for this season. I won't call it a DLC per se um because everyone can access the zone but you're in a derelict leviathan so the leviathans kind of been consumed by like death and you know uh, madness everywhere. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> that's the best I can describe it. Yeah. I I don't know like the pro- like spores and stuff it's, it's not giving it the levity that it needs. This is just madness. It's completely corrupted by darkness. And you fight through waves of enemies to fight against nightmare bosses. And then eventually um, you will have enough uh, of these little light sphere things to Mm -hmm. get to a a main boss. And then you'll kind of lock the nightmare down. You'll get some lore. That's something that everybody can do. They can get, you know, I think there's some weapons that are brought back from an older season with a new skin. And then there's some new weapons. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I made sure to get all of them. Um... But I really wanted the, the cosmetics, the um, ornaments for the armor to use like forever after this, which mm-hmm. is my main draw of actually getting into this season, aside from being uh, interested in the story. But what I did not know about the Destiny seasons is that when you buy the premium one, you actually get access to a weekly story mission that is exclusive to the season pass, with new areas of Leviathan to explore and everything. So I think it was about seven weeks of this where each every two weeks you'd go in with a different character. So you'd go in with Crow, you'd go in with Zavala, and you'd go in with Kallus' daughter Keitel to kind of do a little bit of puzzle solving in the Leviathan and then follow that up with a boss fight. And that culminated with a boss fight against Kallus himself at the end of the season.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm just like if there's a story content locked behind the season pass, then if you don't continually buy them and play them, you are missing out on so much stuff. So much stuff that adds to the lore and the plot of which um, Season of the Haunted was extremely fascinating to me. So I kind of, I enjoyed that, but then I thought, well, what did I miss from the 15 seasons before this? So I feel like Destiny is one of those games where it's just like, for me personally, hop in when you know there's a villain you like, or an enemy faction you like to fight, and like don't let it consume you by worrying about what you don't have. Just go and enjoy what you do have, because the grind for the season pass took like 60 hours daily going on and getting all the bounties from a zone doing all the challenges for a zone and then turning them in and then going to the next zone and doing crucible and doing uh um whatever the mode is called vex on the field (laughs) oh gambit gambit there we go doing gambit um stuff like that and strikes and it was all starting to get very tiring so i made sure to like do that all quick So that was, like, the bad part. The bad part is, like, it takes 100,000 points to grind a level, and you have 100 levels, and I just wanted Mm -hmm. my ornaments. But the story um, content was enough to keep me engaged um, and coming back week after week. I think if that wasn't there, um, I wouldn't maybe have finished it. Also, if you buy the season pass, the premium one, you get XP boosts on top of the xp boost you can give to your ghost and everything so you're like even at the cl- like the amount of xp boost i had the clip you move on levels is still excruciatingly slow so it, it was a an exercise in patience i think but also i don't want to do it
1: again <laughs> it's destiny i just i don't know i can't spend more than just like an hour playing that game i get just frustrated I think it's
0: good in hour bursts that's Uh, the thing
1: i wish i could have done the season in hour bursts but with this when it comes to any it's not just a destiny thing it's any season pass they don't want oh only an hour play they want you to put your you know time and sweat into playing a game like they generally want you to just be glued to the screen just play nothing but their game and engage in it and it's just man some of those games they, they ask for too much because some games their season pass are like yeah just play for a bit and you upgrade pretty well you get a couple of levels here and there and you're good to go you can just go and play something else but some games no they're like it'll take you like three hours to, to even get like two levels and it's just like no I can't do this it's just this is too much because like I said some people have other things to do some people have Work to do, and they have other games to play. Maybe if they're like, Yeah, I, I'm not gonna play this forever, but that's just the one I thing had to learn. Like,
0: I had to learn all the tricks to maximize XP gains. Like, mm. be- two days before reset on Tuesday, I would do my bounties and not tournaments so that I could get five quick levels. And then some of the challenges were retroactive, so I was like, Oh boy, I sure am glad I spent the extra time trying to get this weapon because it contributed to this challenge. And it was just, I know I've said this about something like two weeks ago the math meme i was doing the math meme in my head like how can i min max these xp gains so i can finish this season pass and get out of its clutches as soon as possible because as much as i I, like i do very much enjoy the gameplay of destiny 2 but i also don't care about engaging with the upgrade systems post vanilla like Mm. we've said many times on this podcast so it was really just like let me go in and do this and not worry about what power level I'm at or anything or worrying about can I make myself raid ready because you know what I'm not going to do the raid I did a mission where you go into the raid area and that took like an hour and a half and I was satisfied with the lore I got out of that I mean I need to make myself raid ready and grind out pinnacle gear and stuff like that no the main reason I did this was to get some cool armor for my character
1: <laughs> true uh, I don't know destiny I I just don't know how to deal with that whole thing it's just it's not fun if it's free to play but at the same time i'm not trying to drop 30 like 60 bucks every year to play a game i'm just like i ain't about to do that
0: it's definitely not something that i want to engage with the seasonal content with again considering like like yeah i got my 10 dollars worth out of it but also <laughs> it took 60 hours and a lot of that well, 60 hours was doing the same bounties over and over again in the in the chase to get that armor so it's like i'm totally fine with getting on board with the full-on expansions because i like the story that's just something that i'm into but like the seasonal content you'd be playing destiny all day every day if you if you did all that stuff. i didn't even do solstice this past week i'm like i'm done for now <laughs>
1: i like how that's just i believe the moral of the story if there is one and this entire conversation is you don't have to play every single season you don't have to buy every single season you don't have to engage in every single season and you don't have to buy every yearly game that comes out you can skip a year if you're not being like yeah this is just the same game over again i'm gonna skip it and just continue with what i already have if obviously you play solo I mean, look, I came back for Witch Queen after
0: initially skipping Shadowkeep and Beyond Light, which was two and a half, like, years of Destiny I skipped. Yeah. I'm fine. I went back and played, I'm sure, but, like, did I feel bad for not having whatever nonsense, like, seasonal nonsense that's expired at that point? No. And do I care if I see somebody else with it? No. If this was Fall Guys, it would be a different thing, but... Fall Guys season pass, all those doesn't, also doesn't take sixty hours. It takes like thirty.
1: Yeah, it takes. It took you what, like two weeks to finish the battle pass.
0: Well, it took me four, and it it I, I finished it a few days early because I was stuck getting that solo win for idle games with the skill based mm-hmm. matchmaking. But yeah, that's that's Destiny two in a, in a nutshell right now. It, it's been very cool to revisit it, especially with Emperor Kalos content, but i need a big break from that until i know they're doing a reveal we'll probably talk about it here on the podcast um actually i don't know if we'll talk about that on the podcast um it might be during special weeks um Mm -hmm. but they're gonna reveal the next big expansion and that's probably when i'll hop back in and you know what when i hop back in i'll have that cool armor i worked so hard to get (laughs) because it's an ornament you can put it on any armor so you don't have to give it up for anything so
1: true that is true they did they did uh Did it change that, where it's no longer a a one-time use? So it's not like you had to use it on one piece of armor and that's it. And then I made uh, uh, two other characters with the other two classes
0: because they also have the armor. And I'm like, I worked so hard to get this armor. I want it on. Just in case I ever have two other, like a a Titan and and, uh, a Hunter, I Mm -hmm. want them to have the armor too. So, yeah. Other than that... uh. I finished that a couple weeks ago we just had so much to talk about to get to get around to that i i did do the fall guys Idol games hardest thing they've ever done uh it took like 12 hours a solo win a duos win squads win and a win on hexa ring um they did end up changing it to blast ball because the hexa ring was messed up but i did win before they changed it but the solo win with the skill-based match. Yeah, we'll Robert. we'll put nine this nine hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll put this as in dear, uh, was it dear? Mediatonic, Mediatonic, dear <laughs> Epic Games. No one, no one loves skill matchmaking. No one does. No, no one. I've always hear people complain about skill matchmaking, and no one likes it when it's in a casual mode i can see people arguing like well if it's ranked if it involves your rank system if you want to do the whole ranking yeah definitely skilled matchmaking you shouldn't be put as a higher rank let's say plat with a lower rank uh like wood rank like oh your, your rank is wood now you're the lowest of low because you don't you don't sweat that hard of the game you're just there to have fun and you decide to play rank and obviously they shouldn't put you with someone who's all the way on top platinum they should put you with people your level but at the same time don't put that in casual. Do not put that in, in a solo party game like Fall yeah. Guys. That's, that's a- I that's almost like don't wifi. touch it's... the solo show anymore
0: because- Yeah. Like, I'm not the best at Fall Guys, but I'm competent enough to where the game thinks I'm amazing. So when you see gold costumes and, like, all that stuff around you from, like, ten people at a time, you're just like, oh, okay. maybe maybe I need to switch over to a different playlist for a while
1: yeah it's it's one of those things where there's arguing like well what if you're just really good and you're playing against people who aren't that they're not that great at fall guys well i think fall guys is one of those kind of arguments where if you look at like i said you look at a rank system let's say there is a rank system everyone knows all the tricks and stuff like that but even if you're if you're like the god tier and and fall guys there's still obstacles you have to go through and luck still plays a factor you could just not be on the right timing and then obviously something hits you and you go flying across the map that happens all the time all the time it It happens happens to everybody so it's just one thing it makes no sense to have a party game where now it's not just a small pool of players you got everyone cross playing you got pc xbox all that playing in one area it makes no sense to have a rank system
0: now if they had to have the skill-based matchmaking which i've not heard is going anywhere Mm -hmm. at least don't make it as severe as it seems to me because there's no way i belong in solo show with the people that i get matched up in solo show with like i lose on the first round like half of the time
1: (laughs) it's 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 more of less when fall guys first started it didn't do that so that we would get games where people just didn't play the season that often compared to you where you just... You're not, like, god tier at the game, but it is just like, oh, no, I just play the season so often that I just know everything. It's not it's not a, a skill, like, basing. It's a knowledge basing. It's that you understand the layout of the map and you understand where everything is going. There's no... There is no, like skill to knowing the map you just have to play the game each time like i said you're it's not that you're the worst player but you're not this like god tier player that knows every single like nook and cranny of the map but you do know the map and i don't use certain
0: tricks that people just live by because like i'm not trying to suck the fun out of like the most fun game i've ever played by it's like hot wheels i'm not trying to find these weird shortcuts that people online take because that just turns it into another like chore
1: it's it's one of those things where everything is fun in games until there is a motive to be the best. I guess it, it's always the competitive. Oh, I got to be the best. This and that. Where it's just like some some people just don't really care about being the best. Like someone, it's just one of the things where if it's just like let's say let's just say this someone who just plays baseball with their friends on a on a weekend and they just play it here and there and they play it quite often and they're like or, or better example better example because this will fit in with the the story let's say you're let's say it's like me I'm not the best street fighter character I'm nowhere near pro level but I'm not on like basic level so it's it's that problem where if I play with my friends i'm 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 beating them right they think oh you should be pro you should be this We're like I'm not pro level trust me I'm not good as those pro players but let's just say in in real life they're like no you're better than your casuals and now you have to play against the pro players only so now i'm i'm losing every single game and there's like a a defeat of just like these people Or even
0: going online
1: yeah in it's Street like fighter 5 these people play this game every day they know every nook and cranny and they know every skill compared to just someone who just knows the basic fundamentals of a, fight, of a street fighter game where it's just I'm not good I just know the fundamentals I, I understand the premise of the game you just gotta play a little bit more and just be a list like a bit better but I'm not like this god tier fighter character I'm not I'll lose probably every single pro match I play That that's the point of Fall Guys where it shouldn't have you go against people who who know all the tricks and just has a ranking so where like, oh, you have all these all these wins and all these crowns, I'll have to put you up with against the best players. It's like, no, it's a party game. Everyone should just play together and should just not have a a headache of you have to win that's you're how the every other mode is <laughs> yeah it's like you, you're not you're like oh you have to win because you're the best player here it's like no like it's a party game you just how far can you get before you lose and if you win you win and if you don't oh well you still get reward points you still get XP and points playing the game and that's what yeah makes it not a competitive game because a competitive game only the winners get xp and rewards but in this game everyone gets xp and rewards it's just how far can you make it through the game and it's just like there you go it's a party game like you got some xp go to the next game
0: agreed and actually just speaking of street fighter at comic-con they showed some classic costumes so you can have like a classic Chun Li ryu uh, and uh guile in in sf6 Mm -hmm. and on sf6 I'm trying to get good at that game because I really do want it <laughs> I really do want to play that one online. I tried with SFV and gave up after a while because I'm like, man, I can't get out of super bronze but on Street Fighter Six, I'm like, come on, I got this this time
1: headstrong
0: <laughs> but yeah fall guys has been a journey
1: <laughs> Fall guys has been an interesting journey where just please take out a whole just skilled matchmaking take that out just take that out no one wants that yes and, and- also like. Oh. I'm glad
0: they improved the crown shard rewards for after you beat this <laughs> season pass, but I still kinda wish that they would give more show bucks for free. Cause them Godzilla skins costed a
1: lot of showbucks. You know you know what's the worst part of skill matchmaking? Is skill matchmaking doesn't take the skill of the entire team. It only takes the skills of the uh, person in the leader as the team leader. So let's say- Yeah, I think Fall Guys does that too. So let's just say this. It makes it worse because you're going to get people who yes. understand that's <laughs> how it works. And like, oh, I can just grief then. I can get someone or make a new account. And now I'm with all these new people who don't exactly. know the map. And I know everything. And I'm going to get all these wins and all these XP and all this. So it's just like, it just, it hurts it more in the end. It doesn't work. No to skill-based matchmaking. <laughs>
0: Anyhow, before we get into our news for the week, Robert, I have a Nintendo Direct rumor. It's mm-hmm. written on this piece of paper, and this piece of paper has literally nothing out of the ordinary on it, like they usually do. And this one says a two D pixel side scrolling shooter in the Evil Dead universe. I think that would work, kind of like a Metroidvania or like a Way Forward Shante game,
1: but you know Evil what, Dead. You know what game? The Mummy from that from that Tom Cruise movie didn't they have a game? Yes, like that's that? Way Forward. Exactly.
0: I feel like that's a perfect fit work. for a game
1: like this. It, it like It's already been executed, so yeah, it can work, because it's been done, so it's just like, just do it. it I, could, I could see it. I feel like
0: you could take away the roguelike elements of Dead Cells and give it that style mm-hmm. um, with melee combat, because you know you'd be playing as Ash or someone with the chainsaw, and then you'd have guns or whatever. Um, making me think of the Evil Dead game, which we actually haven't talked about on podcasts yet. Uh, yet. Yeah. One day. Um, but... Yeah, I feel like someone like WayForward would have a really... Like, this feels like it could be a Switch exclusive. And it being a 2D side-scroller in Evil Dead feels more in line with something that would go on a Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good recipe for a fine, you know, five-hour game.
1: Yeah, I can see it. Five-hour game, it has some secrets here and there, some Easter eggs. Groovy. You could Groovy. call it. Evil Dead Reanimation. Reanimation? uh i wonder do you think they'll ever make an evil a final evil dead movie with with bruce campbell just like that's it besides because i know the show
0: i don't know probably not with bruce Campbell. i know there's an evil dead movie coming out this year on hbo
1: max Hmm. just one more with bruce campbell and he like either retires obviously just like that's it like i'm done like i'm over it well
0: i heard some things from comic con that might point in in a direction but not that direction
1: Hmm. okay
0: but yeah we have a few news stories this week a couple things that have been announced uh one of them extremely upsetting uh and then one of them that we need to return to because we always return to it mm-hmm. uh so first up let's get the bad news out of the way Killzone Shadowfall servers are closing on August 12th, I think. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad because there's a lot of trophies tied to the online in this. It's so sad that I actually redownloaded it and tried to start grinding out the trophies and then realized that I don't think the couple weeks of this that's left is enough for me to just sit there and mindlessly grind out. Like, also, not to mention how long it would take just wasting my time grinding out the trophy. So I'm, like, kind of resolved to not get the platinum on that mm-hmm. at this point. But, like, that is such a good online multiplayer. That's, like, it harkens back to classic FPS multiplayer where things weren't dominated by raising a battle pass or unlocking tons of cosmetics that people including the player don't get to see because it's an FPS game Mm -hmm. Uh, so I played some bots matches um, where you just have the AI you know run around and yeah it's still a fantastic game Uh, a launch title for PS4 that still plays better than most FPS games do here in in (laughs) 9 years later
1: but it is sad, it's always sad Example of why you should never tie in trophies for a platinum at all like don't have online trophies like ever it doesn't matter twisted metal i've said
0: before and i'm sure i'll say it again
1: (laughs) it just doesn't make sense it never will make sense to to forever just like lock the the platinum through through an online system if you're not planning to forever have that online system up it's like at some point servers have to or just give
0: the trophies to players if or just the give them trophies. Or something. It's either, yeah. if I'm, you I'm make them online, that's... just
1: give it to them. It's just like, it doesn't matter if you got it or not. You still have to beat the single player trophies yeah. and make those, like, let's just make the online ones, like, reach level 50 online or, or you know, get a, get a win or something. Just, like, make it something simple where it's not difficult. So it's just like, if you give them away, it's not like it was a difficult task that people who got it deserved. It's just like, oh, it's just simple trophies.
0: Yeah, the online trophies for Shadowfall were, like, five platinum blockers that just took forever they're still at 0.1 for like the jack of all trades trophy it's incredibly like grindy Mm -hmm. um but i remember like ruin completely ruining one of my days trying to get the trophy for beating that game on hard which i did but like it was awful um but i think the saving grace of the whole thing is that you could probably still play the offline bot zone after mm. the servers go down, which reminds me of what I used to do as a kid playing instant action on Battlefield or Battlefront 2004. Um, Cause actually it's fun even with the bots that game, but that's just because it's a well-made online shooter. But yeah, mm-hmm. it bites. Uh, something else that bites, Persona 5 Royal is apparently not getting a free upgrade to next gen. And I'm actually hoping that this is because they might put the DLC on the disc and not mm-hmm. charge for the dlc for persona another time but like that's wishful thinking but like crossing is, my fingers that is um, wishful um, i do wish it was a free upgrade. upgrade but if they're going to put the dlc on the disc which hasn't been confirmed and is is just speculation at this point then i could see it like yeah they're charging 60 so like 30 for the game 30 for the dlc you're still getting a value there but i kind of do wish i could get a free upgrade <laughs> I've bought this game two times already.
1: Oh man, that's I don't, two times. I don't know if you want to purchase a third time. That, that's a I don't know. I'm I'm going to buy it. <laughs> that
0: one, it's I, my favorite I game, and I I absolutely will will play it again. But this time, just put the DLC on the disc,
1: it's so I can GTA, play that. <laughs> it's GTA Five, where they're releasing it, it, it three times.
0: Yeah, it is. It's totally, and it's been on all three of the last gens of consoles in a span of five years however i love persona 5 and like call it just blind love for the game but i will gladly buy and play this again like not that anybody should think it's a good thing to just keep buying
1: the same but like i mean i would i would suggest you just don't it's just like how Rockstar does it. It's worse. It's worse because Rockstar's eh. GTA
0: Five came out for like fifteen bucks at launch, and this is probably not going to be anything. It was but ten 60. bucks. You
1: could buy it for ten, 10 bucks. bucks. Yeah, they gave see. you the online free, and they gave you the regular for ten bucks.
0: But very few media things have brought me more joy than P Five. So we'll we'll let that be a a me issue. No Man's Sky got another big update. <laughs> the twentieth major update
1: woohoo this game won't stop getting updates for some reason but i'm not complaining i i
0: love it um this one kind of this might actually be the one that brings me back because you can have like a flagship that reminds me so much of like a star trek ship Mm -hmm. where you can like walk through the halls of it and i don't know just watching the trailer for this kind of gave me that like ooh, maybe i want to get back into this feeling but the issue still stands that this is a more open survival type game where you're constantly crafting things and doing the Minecraft thing in space and you know I get sick of that fast it doesn't engage me like Persona 5 duh. <laughs> but you know maybe I'll pop into No Man's Sky Creative or something for an hour or so here or there. Mm-hmm. I'm, in this, I'm in this way right now where I'm playing things for like an hour and then being like no this isn't what I want right now Straight was a perfect thing of what I want right now. Now give me more games like that. But yeah, short, short news week this week, but a few like interesting little things we had there.
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty short. Uh, not a lot. I mean, it's one of those things where it, it may not be a lot, but I think most they're big. they're big. But I, I will say that I don't think a lot's going to be announced either way. I don't think anything's going to be no it's been know, it's a slow
0: summer like we've we haven't had a general direct yet but nintendo announced like Bayonetta three release date on their um twitter and the kirby game on their twitter they've been kind of doing like this slow drip of things through twitter instead of having a general direct and i'm actually fine with that right now because i'm so i have a sensory overload from things right now including that marvel san diego comic-con news so like i I could do with slow news for a while and we do Mm -hmm. have a few specials coming up here pretty soon we had that one last week i think 99 and 100 are going to be specials and whatever we decide to talk about before then i think i want to start chipping away at a few of those things that i've been playing that we haven't talked about yet Mm -hmm. um and we'll go from there we got a lot of good stuff coming trust us (laughs) you'd say we've done an episode yeah i should wrap up this
1: week's episode
0: all right. As always, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five star review, please. Um, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean site, and Spotify. Uh, but for right now, there's not much left to say except what I say every single week. And what I say every single week, listeners, is that the real Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Later we